Welcome to Brain Health Matters, a show dedicated to helping you improve your health, master your mind, and boost your brain. I'm your host, Kate Funkel, and in this week's show from the archives, we meet Jennifer Marks, a gluten-free health coach. Jennifer suffered with celiac disease, but has overcome it and has now made it her mission to help others embrace and enjoy the gluten-free life for better health. Brain Health Matters is brought to you by The Musical Brain, book three in the Healthy Brain series. Enjoy the fun and easy practices in this book to improve your memory, sharpen focus, and master your mind with the healing power of music. Available on Amazon everywhere. I'm Kate Kunkel, and I'm your brain health trainer and the creator of Brain Health Matters. This series of courses, programs, and videos all designed to help you become healthier overall so that you can enhance and protect your brain and prevent dementia. One of the recommendations I give in my book and in all of my programs is to go grain-free. And I've invited Jennifer Marks on today to help us do just that. As the creator of Gluten-Free Marks the Spot, Jennifer Marks helps moms and families fall in love with their gluten-free life. Very important to fall in love with your life. (laughs) Yes. So Jennifer, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Kate. I appreciate it. Oh, this is going to be great. So tell me a little bit about what got you involved in this gluten-free life. Oh, wow. Well, I'll make my story short. Um, For years and years, I just didn't feel well, right? I had belly bloating all the time, running to the bathroom too often, right? All those fun things that we don't like to talk about. And it was zapping my energy and I was missing out on so many things. And I would say to the doctors, I think it's something I'm eating. And they would say, oh, food has nothing to do with what you're eating, (laughs) how you feel. I'm like, what? But I really see a correlation. Nope, nope, nope. So this went on for years because nobody really would listen to me. And finally, I had a doctor say, yeah, I think you have some food issues, some food allergies. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. And came to find out that um, I had gluten intolerance and it was very severe and and other issues as well. And so I started to go gluten-free and this was almost 12 years ago. So nobody around me knew what the heck I was talking about. Our doctors didn't really even know what, what it meant. They were going to conferences and things as I was figuring this out. So it was a huge learning curve and it was a big struggle. And I spent the first, that first year was a big struggle, just trying to figure out what to put on my plate and how to change things up. And, and I found I was more sick than, than better and realized, first of all, your body's detoxing all that bad gluten, right? So you do have that but I was intolerant to corn, I found out. And I had, of course, been eating all corn items because <laughs> what do you what do you switch gluten for at the beginning? And corn's not the best option, friends, but that's what I did that those years ago because no one knew. And, um, and all my research and all my studying and everything I did, I was thinking, hmm, okay, I had, I had two children at the time. I have three children now, but my two children then had just different issues. Um, My son was just really short for his age. He was behind in his teeth development. And my daughter had all kinds of things going on. She had some tics where her arms would shoot out. Uh, She was in third grade at the time. And she had vitiligo going down her leg. She had belly bloating. She was always, mom, come hang out with me, be with me. The doctors are like, she's stressed. She's not stressed. She's in third grade. 
And <laughs> we put all these things together. I was like, wow, wait a minute. This could all be celiac. You know, as I was doing my research and it turned out that both of my children had celiac disease. Now, had I not discovered that I needed to be gluten-free and all of this was bothering my body and causing issues, I don't know, to be quite honest, that we would have ever known that my children had celiac disease because each of those instances were separate cases mm -hmm. and no one ever put it together. Right. So, so it was amazing. So your own suffering helped them avoid a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That's often yes. the case with moms, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my, my third guy came along and he was, he was born into it, but he definitely is gluten-free and dairy-free and corn-free as well. So it's, yeah. So it's a big family affair at our house. So we live this every single day. day. So I have to, I'm going to go back to what you said about corn, because so many people <laughs> think that gluten is only in wheat. And I've tried to explain that, but I'm not an expert. So please explain that uh, where gluten is and what's in corn and the difference. Yeah. So, well, gluten is basically your, your wheat, barley, and rye. Those are your main issues, but yes, gluten can also be exposed in other things such as corn and other grains. And a lot of that, right, Kate, is how they're grown and yes. how it's cross, cross, cross contaminated in the fields. Right. Um, so corn mimics gluten in a lot of those responses that your body can have. So because of that, you can react highly to corn if you are gluten-free. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of, well, corn has its own kind of gluten. We oh, call well, the gluten true. and wheat mm -hmm. gliadin, right? Oh, so yes, that's, yes. So that it's sometimes it just helps people understand that the word gluten is kind of like the big circle and then gliadin and then the kinds of gluten that are in different things. So, yes. you know, and, and for some people, maybe just going wheat free is okay. Mm -hmm. For many people, it is not. No. no, you really need to watch all of those top grains for sure to really get it out of your system and to be consistent. Yeah. Right. So how about rice? Right. Rice is, is naturally gluten-free. Rice is okay. Um, if you're following a gluten-free diet now for brain health, rice, it is suggested that, you know, you, you go all grain-free. But glute, living gluten-free isn't all grain-free. So we still eat rice and, and, and other grains that are not gluten-free, right? That are gluten so rice is okay, but rice has its own issues as well. And for brain health, it's not recommended to eat a lot of rice. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I Honestly, I, I, I put like maybe half a dozen recipes in the whole book that have rice in them because, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, it's really hard. And even for me, it's hard for me to go completely rice free. Mostly I use quinoa, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but it's hard. And, and depending on where you live, what your budget's like, all of those things are going to determine just how far you can go. And that's true of brain health or anything else. But let's right. talk about all these gluten-free products we see in the stores. <laughs> All that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, all that expensive fun stuff. All that expensive fun stuff. And oh, I, I, I teach my clients how to live a cheaper, not cheaper, but how to save money living gluten-free. I mean, having a family of five that lives gluten-free, we have a lot of ways to save. So when I hear people say it's so expensive, I can't do this. I'm like, I gotcha. You can live this way very well. Right. Um, Kate, th this is a big thing. Like 
people will say, oh, I'm gluten-free and I still feel terrible. I'm like, well, what are you eating? Well, they went to the grocery store and they went straight to the gluten-free aisle and loaded up on all those yummy things they found in the freezer section and the processed food section. And you and I both know that at the end of the day, if you're eating processed foods, whether it's gluten-free or not, it's not going to serve your body at the end of the day, right? Um, gluten-free, I have to say, the gluten-free foods have come a long way from when I started to now. And you can find some, you know, processed foods that are healthier options, thankfully. Years ago, no. It was all really loaded with, with things you didn't really Sugar. want to put in your body. So much of it had sugar in it, sugar, tons of sugar and tons of preservatives. And, and the, the other piece is that, you know, regular processed food is enriched with vitamins, but gluten-free foods are not. <laughs> so you're not even getting like anything fake. from this. You're not even um, getting fake vitamins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you, you really have to be careful with that. And you know, I, sometimes I'll tell clients, you, you have to start where you are. So if, if you're working with somebody who has only eaten processed foods their whole life, you can't expect them to wake up and all of a sudden overnight eat clean plate, a whole clean plate yeah. where it's all whole foods and quinoa and shakes. And you, you can't do that. So you've got to start with some of those processed foods and then slowly add in the healthier options and move along. So right. you throw it at them all in one night. Yeah, that it's not sustainable. And this is a life. This is gluten free living is not a diet. I don't like to call it that it's not a diet. It is a lifestyle. That's so what I say to... about the brain health diet too. Oh, brain absolutely. health lifestyle. You can't just it's not just a diet. It's everything. It's it's how you think about the food. Mm -hmm. And you know, mm -hmm. it's been I've been doing this so long, I don't even think about it anymore. It's it's weird oh. for me to eat things that are processed. Like I yes. really, if I happen to have something, you know, at a, somebody's house or something, a friend, bless her heart, because I'm also vegan. Mm -hmm. She was so excited. She went to the grocery store here in Ecuador and she bought all this processed <laughs> vegan stuff. And she was so <laughs> excited to share it with me. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to suffer for this tomorrow. I know, but it's okay. You know, it's... <laughs> Because you it have well-intentioned friends for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that a lot of people who go into the gluten-free lifestyle find the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. We often have people, you know, if we're visiting or if they're coming to us, they'll bring, Hey, look at this. And I, I know my parents get, get frustrated with me because when we go to visit, they'll, they'll pick things up and now they don't do it so much, but my mom will say, look what I found. And I'm like, Ooh, that's great. But we can't have that. <laughs> Yeah. That still has dairy in it, or that still has corn in it. And so it gets tricky if you have more than just one intolerance or allergy, yeah. right? Yeah. So you, you mentioned dairy. Is that something that that is in the celiac or what? It, why would you go dairy free? Because I am. No, too. we myself and my children are intolerant to dairy. But the interesting connection to celiac disease is getting a little scientific in your intestines, you have your villi, which are the little hairs that stand up in, the, in your intestines. And when you have celiac disease, these villi flatten. Uh -huh. And so at the top of those villi, those little hair-like things in your intestines, that's where you digest dairy. Uh -huh. 
So when that is flattened, you have a hard time that your body is not digesting dairy. So when you go gluten-free and your body starts finding its health again, and your VLI starts sticking up and doing their thing, you can start to revisit dairy and, and be able to digest that again, but it can take some time for that to happen. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for the, for brain health, I recommend people stay away from it because it's so inflammatory. Even if you've got that, that gluten thing under control, Mm -hmm. the bottom line is dairy causes inflammation. So that, and then if you do have any intolerances, it's only going to make them worse. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. So I'm, I had another question here. Let me make sure mm-hmm. I cover it because, oh, I posted earlier here in the group about National Junk Food Day. <laughs> I bet you don't celebrate that in your house. No, and I even told my kids, I go, oh, I heard it's National Junk Food Day. And they're like, ooh, and I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> I said, as a kid, I would have been all over that. I mean, I would have hit the store, gotten my little money out and bought my Snickers bars and all the junk that I used to eat. We didn't know any better years ago. And unfortunately, still too many people don't realize that what you put in your body makes a difference, right? When you change your plate, you change your health, you change your life. I really believe that. And And what you said about the doctors, not about them saying, oh, your food has nothing to do with it. We had such arguments with my mother's physicians yes. and, and the people in that were looking after her in the nursing home, because we said no food coloring, no red dye, absolutely no red dye, no mm. gluten, because she was gluten intolerant. And they oh, kept wow. giving her bread and this red juice. Like, it's not going to make any difference. She's what she is. No, it's going to make you. Uh, yes, it will. Oh, I don't like that statement. at all. Oh, I w- oh, my sister and I, we had such boy, we really had to advocate and get really kind of grumpy yeah. with them. Yeah. Because you they do need to speak to up. Us. You do need to speak up. And I think I only found my issues because I kept pushing. I had so many that said, no, no, no. Finally, a friend of mine, she was a, uh, she was like a, representative for a hospital. She was the speaker for the hospital. And she's like, I'm tired of hearing your story. You're going to see this doctor today. (laughs) And she got me an appointment with the doctor that you could never get into. And he was the one that said, yeah, you have some issues. I'm like, well, hello. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody's listening to me. Yeah. When I I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis 11 years or so ago now, Mm -hmm. I, And of course, then all they want to do is put you on this drug that also causes cancer. Excuse me. Hello. (laughs) I'm like, no, I have to be able to fix this because, but Mm -hmm. they all said there's nothing you can do. It is what it is. No. Mm -hmm. And I haven't had any symptoms for years now. It's, it's gone. Yeah. You know, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So if somebody came to you right now and said, look, I think my kids and I are, are intolerant. What's the best thing to start with? What do we do? Do we start do we go cold turkey or do we wean off? What's, what's the deal? Yeah, no. So what I say is that as soon as you know, you need to be gluten-free, you need to be gluten-free. It's not something where you're going to go, I'm going to go research this for a few weeks and maybe I'll start after the holidays. Cause as you continue to eat gluten, your body is going to continue to, to freak out and say, knock it off and have all the reactions that you're having. 
um, which can get out of hand and then cause many more issues down the line. So the longer you continue to eat gluten, when you know you should be gluten-free, you're still harming your body. So that's not, not something I recommend. And it's just like I mentioned earlier, Kate, that if someone comes to me and their family's only eating processed foods, you know, they, they eat out of cans and boxes and they don't know any better. You can't jump into, all right, this is what we're eating all whole foods. We're changing your plate overnight because it's too overwhelming for them and it doesn't feel sustainable. And you need to give them tools so that they can make this a sustainable, not a diet, but a lifestyle, right? So they'll come to me. We talk about the biggest thing that people think is, oh my God, there's nothing left to eat, right? Because you look around, you're like, gluten's in everything. What am I ever going to eat? So I always say, what are your favorite, favorite things, right? What is your favorite meal? Like if your children's favorite meal is spaghetti and meatballs, we're going to make that gluten-free, right? And you start there. You have to start where they are. Right. But I think finding your favorite foods in gluten-free, whether you're finding them processed at the beginning, because you'll move out of that, right. or if you're making them at home, then you start there because that's going to take that whole mindset mindset piece away. And that your mindset can make or break how you're going to live gluten-free, right? You can tell yourself it sucks all day long and you're never going to do it. Or you can say, I've got this. Wow. I feel amazing. I'm, this is working and you're going to keep up with it. So finding those foods that you think you're never going to have again, you make those recipes. Like we, we changed all of our recipes to be gluten-free. You know, it takes a little bit here and there, but you figure it out. And once you do, it's like, we got this, you know? Yes. Yes. I've I've done everything gluten-free and everything without, um, dairy, without any animal products. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing what you can do and you can be so creative and with spices and and Mm -hmm. there's just so much you can do. Yes. Yes. It doesn't have to be bland and disgusting. I mean, so many people say, oh, I'll say, oh, hey, have I made these gluten-free cookies? They're like, and I'm like, "Uh, no, try them. (laughs) They're amazing, you know, and they, they just have this conception that gluten-free is awful and disgusting and it's not, it's easy yeah. and delicious is what I tell people. There you go. So if somebody wanted to start and learn more from you, how, what's the best thing for them to do? Well, I have a fabulous Facebook group for gluten-free moms. Um, we have gluten-free moms building a lifestyle we love because, you know, I always say, oh, you're going to love your gluten-free life. And they're like, you're crazy. <laughs> But you you have to take on that that thought, that mentality. I also have my website, Gluten-Free Marks a Spot, where I have a lot of easy and delicious recipes that you can try. Um, And I have different programs that I do offer and walk people through with a 30-day to gluten-free or a six-week from your diet to lifestyle. That's an amazing program. And I'm with you the whole way, coaching you and all. Um, And I also work one-on-one with some families and and clients. And the amazing part, Kate, is getting your family on board. One of my my clients came to me and she said, I had to work with you because my family doesn't think I have to make any changes. And it's like, well, this is really important. And once we had a family meeting, she was all set. They were like, oh, wow. Yeah, mom, we have to do this for you. You know, her husband was on board and they set up their house. They set up their kitchen. They made their changes. And she was great, you know, and she's like, thank God. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's what it is for a lot of any big changes you make in your life. If you have a family, 
the family has to be on board. Otherwise it's not going to work. You don't have to be, if you're gluten-free, you don't have to be a hundred percent gluten-free household either. Because I think that's like a misconception. People think that has to happen. And then they think they can't live that way because not everybody's gluten-free in my house of five, four of us are gluten-free. My husband is not. So he does have bread and other things in the house, but you have to know how to set that up to keep everybody safe and healthy. So yeah. That's right. an important that's, thing. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, because I just, you know, when we make pasta, even mm-hmm. we have the two separate pots because I, I have a oh, quinoa yeah. pasta that I, I have here. Mm-hmm. So I have my pot, but I don't stir it with the same spoon. Like I don't no. pick it up and I don't strain it through the same strainer. No, no, just to be, you know, very good. So the, all those little yeah. things, but it takes some education. And that's where mm-hmm. you come in to help mm-hmm. people out mm-hmm. because, yeah, it's very important to be on top of it. Jennifer, this has been wonderful. When, when I finish this, I'll put all of your links folks. It will be in the Facebook group. For those of you who are watching it on the um, YouTube channel through my main page, then I will have all the links in the YouTube so you can see it. Thanks again, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Brain Health Matters. Be sure to subscribe with your favorite podcast service so that you can get all the latest episodes when they're released. 